This second Sunday in Lent, let's pray with the reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice, This is my beloved son, listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord Life isn't always walking through the desert. Thank God, there are moments and experiences of transfigurations, like the one in today's glimpses of the Gospel. In the midst of the desert, there are oases and there are rests. There are also mountains, like Tabor, where Jesus was transfigured and let himself be seen as God, dazzling. During the Lenten season, the Church also gives us mountaintop experience on Mount Tabor. Today is Sunday to talk not so much about the path, the struggle, the tests and trials, the temptations or the cross, but about our moving experiences of Jesus that help us stand firm along the way, come what may. Those who have experienced Jesus in their lives won't easily feel overwhelmed in times of crisis, and there is always crisis. That day on Mount Tabor was so moving for the apostles that they never forgot it. What's more, they felt they wanted to stay there forever, nothing else mattered. Peter is the one who expresses and represents their burning desire to stay by Jesus' side. Jesus didn't show his friends or he didn't show us a one-way path to the cross, just like that. Jesus proposes a path of happiness, a path of surrender. Everything will turn out well because if we are faithful to his love, he'll be with us in his glory in heaven. With his transfiguration, Jesus wanted to give his apostles, at least these three, the grace to see him face to face and to hear the Father's voice. So now, when they are faced with crosses in their lives, they won't forget what they have seen. Has it ever happened to you? Please, say yes. Tell me that you've once had that feeling that you've once experienced that you were lost in time, that you've said to yourself, It is good that I am here. How wonderful it would be if this moment could last forever. If this is happening to me here on earth, what would it be like in heaven? 
However, it is not magic. Jesus doesn't work magic. He proposes that we stay true to him, that we come down the mountain and carry our experiences into everyday life, as it happened to Peter, James and John. Jesus asks us of us total surrender and commitment, and he puts us to the test to see if we really dare surrender all. Who would surrender all, absolutely everything, if he were asked to? I wish we could. Today's first reading tells us that God put Abraham to the test. He called to him, Abraham, ready, he replied. Abraham is the example of he who can let go of everything, of he who keeps nothing for himself. We shouldn't infer that God is being macabre in asking for Isaac's sacrifice. We should think of a God who, in a way, puts us to the test, puts Abraham to the test to take him into the depths of faith, into complete and absolute trust. Thus, God blesses him by making him the father of thousands of thousands. Abraham is a father and a model of faith. Why? Because he listened, believed, and obeyed. To believe, we need to listen first. To confirm faith, we need to obey. Faith is trust, and he who doesn't listen doesn't trust, and he who can't obey doesn't trust. That's why faith is an abstract. It isn't a mere feeling or the acceptance of intellectual truths that don't touch life. Faith is a path of listening and obedience. Faith that of trust is the link between listening and obedience to what God is proposing to us throughout our lives. Abraham knew how to do everything well because he trusted that what he heard was true. And because it was true, he had to do it for his own good and that of his family. He trusted God. He trusted when he listened and he obeyed out of trust. More than once, we hear people saying, Father, I have faith. However, when we ask for real commitment to faith, in general terms, we find out that this so-called faith isn't accompanied with hearing or works or love. It's as if faith were a mere statement, I have faith, or as if saying we have faith were enough. It's not like that. Faith is a path of total abandonment to God of training ourselves to surrender everything. By surrendering all to God, we'll receive everything from Him. In today's glimpses of the Gospel, in the first reading, God the Father gives us the key to true faith. This is my beloved Son. Listen to Him. Listening is the key. As much as Peter wanted to stay on Tabor because he was enjoying himself, God urges them, Listen. Listen, let's listen. Let's read and meditate on the Word of God, on what He wants. Trust in what He asks of you. Believe everything that He says is true. What with Him in the midst of the trials of this world, in the midst of temptation and suffering, so that you will reach the glory of resurrection as Jesus did, transfigured? How wonderful it is to finish with these words of St. Paul. What then shall we say to this? If God is with us, who can be against us? May we have a good day 
And may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.